everybody and welcome to In My Mug episode 223 on Monday the 18th of February 2013, sorry, nearly did it again. I am your host Stephen Layton um, and we have a first, the first time ever on In My Mug we have a Burundi. But before that it's time for us to do the news! So, the Kenya trip last week was amazing, so many great coffees. Lots of ordinary ones too though. I've done a really grown up adult type blog post. You should go take a look at hasblog.co.uk. Uh, dive in, have a look, tell me what you think. We'd love some comments and some feedback on it, but piece of work I'm really proud of. Um, been thinking a lot about it, so. In my mug subscriptions will be changing very soon. Um, you'll be able to pay the way you've always paid if you want to, and there'll be a discount you know, the prices that it's at now. Um, but there's gonna be a weekly direct debit option coming up um, where you'll be in charge of how long it is. It will be a little bit more money than the uh, one-off payment because we have to collect more, but you can do it as direct debit. Um, more coming up in a couple of weeks time, but I'm very excited about the way that that's going. Uh, we've been doing lots of work on it um, and uh, there'll be some changes for normal subscriptions people too. You'll see those coming through very, very shortly. Um, espresso and brewed classes last week the first ones from the training went very well the feedback has been stunning uh, we've got a cupping one this weekend which we're very excited to see how that one goes and uh, very scared as well because I've got to lead that one with Roland and Gaz they've been uh, doing all the hard work and me doing all of the but yeah it's going to be very good um, so yeah hopefully we'll be announcing some more coming up soon and that was the news so Time for 20 seconds on, and this week it's going to be on Burundi. And the Republic of Burundi is a landlocked country in the Great Lakes region of East Africa, bordered by Rwanda to the north, Tanzania to the east and south, and DRC, the Democratic Republic of Congo, to the west. Its capital is Bujumbura. Uh, social differences between the Tutsis and the Hutsi tri Hutu tribe have contributed to political unrest in the region, leading to civil war. 20 seconds on. I didn't get a chance to tell you that 250,000 people are estimated to have died between 1962 and 1993 because of those uh, tensions. And Burundi is seen as uh, one of the five poorest countries in the world and has the lowest per capita GDP, which is gross domestic product, of any nation in the world and the lowest gross domestic product uh, due to basically fighting and corruption and poor education, uh, you know, access to education. Um, and it's just been a really, really kind of place that has suffered. Um, Burundi is the least globalised country of 140 that was surveyed, um, which is, um, you know, terrible. And, and a land that's rich with uh, cobalt and copper um, and has great resources as in sugar and coffee uh, as two of its main exports. Um, it's really, you know, really sad to see a country kind of suffering so much. And this is a chance to hopefully add some value. So enough of that. Let's talk about the coffee. The coffee is called Burundi Ngozu Rugambo Washed. Um, it's from a co-op. And as with lots of co-op coffees, as you know on these, I don't have lots and lots of information. Um, not as much as I would like. But what information I do have, I'm going to give to you. And what I do know, it is super tasty. 
for the past four years, I have cooked every single Burundi lot that's come in with the hope that it would be amazing, with the hope that it would be stunning. Uh, I know great Burundis existed because I've tasted them from some US roasters, but everything I tasted in the UK was just a bit meh, a little bit meh. And I started to kind of wonder if these kind of coffees were just amazing coffees being passed off as Burundis, kind of like beef passed off as horse or... See, um, all of the samples were just nothing like what I tasted in these bags. Um, but this is like a bus, because this is the first of three lots that we bought from Burundi this year, all showing how amazing they can be, the diversity of the coffee, um, and how stunning this tiny, tiny country can be at you know, producing stunning coffees. So, um, like most of Africa, as I've already said, it's a co-op, uh, and it's a co-op called Rugambo. Rugambo? Rugambo, which is located near to the town of Ngozi, um, which I think is about 69 kilometres away, and is made up of 2,165 farmers, all who deliver their cherry to a wet mill. So it's not like they process their own cherry, it gets delivered to the wet mill. Um, the varietals in the area are either Bourbon, which we know lots about, or Jackson, which is a Bourbon cultivar found primarily in Rwanda and Burundi, um, and something I don't know a lot about, so I'm going to go away and do some homework on that and hopefully a blog post on that in the next couple of weeks. Um, this coffee is quite unique because it goes through a double fermentation cycle. So the first the cherry is removed from the seed and then is uh, fermented dry. So it goes into like a tank but no water for about 12 to 18 hours depending on the weather conditions. Then after that they add water to it and then it goes through another fermentation of about 12 to 18 hours. So you could say a single fermentation of 36 hours, or you could say a double fermentation of two 18 hours. Um, the seeds are then taken to raised dried beds uh, and are dried for about 14 to 21 days till the moisture level drops to around about level percent. And that's it. That's what I have when it's a co-op. Little, little tiny bits of information. But let's hope that the map bit shows us some more because I do know I've got some coordinates for this one. It's the map bit, no expense spent. It's the map bit. So here we are at Has Been and we're zooming up and we can get a really good view of Europe and uh, Has Been there, but we're, we're gonna look at Africa. And what I'd like to do is show you a more in-depth map of Africa. So I'm gonna use this here so you can see that you've got Kenya, you've got Uganda, Tanzania, Rwanda and Burundi. So let's kind of zoom into Burundi. And you can see here at Burundi, uh, and what I'm going to try and do is get the names up if I can. So the names there. And if you look at the very north of the country, you've got uh, Nzongi, which is where this coffee is from. But let's let's zoom down into there. So come on, let's, let's get down into the, the village. So this is the village where the coffee is from. Um, I love this bit where I can kind of zoom into the, the, the football stadium. But these are the exact coordinates. So... That was the map bit. Good. It's a shame that the Google Earth bit is a bit blurred on that bit, but you get the pure idea of exactly where it is. Well, now it's time for Roland's Daft Fact of the Week. Roland! Roland's Daft Fact of the Week. In Central Africa, there are two dominant ethnic groups, the Tutsis and the Hutus. 
The Tutsis ethnic group in Burundi makes up only 14% of the entire population, but are very dominant in the coffee industry. They like to grow their coffee. Roland's Daft Fact of the Week. That boy, he be bright, he be clever. So last week on Wheel of Death we had Cone. This week we're going to replace it with Siphon. Okay, let's spin it round where it goes, nobody knows. Oh look at that, he's landed on Siphon. Isn't that a coincidence? I've got a brew guide for Siphon this week. You should watch the brew guide while I go make drinks. Hello everybody and welcome to the next in the Has Been Brewing Guide. This time we're going to look at the vat pot or siphon as it's sometimes called. But before we get there we're going to need some things. First of all a cup, a spoon to be able to agitate the brew, some freshly roasted coffee of course, a grinder, a burner, a kettle will speed up the process a heck of a lot and of course a vat pot. Now, you can get quite a few different styles of these vac pots, but we're going to concentrate on the Hario and the Kona ones. That's because they're my favourites. With the Hario one, you need to extend the spring down and to lock the filter into place. With the Kona one, it's much easier as you just drop in the glass stopper. While you're doing all that and popping the filters into place, it's best if you boil the kettle just before you're ready to start. Stop it at around about 80 degrees C. Weigh out 30 grams of coffee ready in the grinder to go. The grind is set fractionally finer than you would for a Chemex or a V60, but not quite as fine as you would for filter. Pour 500ml of water into the bottom chamber and place the top funnel loosely in place. Also put the burner ready under your siphon. Now it's time to light the burner. Fire, fire, start the burner! Now if you have a temperature probe, now is the time to admit you're a geek and put it into the bottom chamber. If you don't have a temperature probe, shame on you. Now when the temperature reaches 92, remove the probe and drop in the top funnel. Now this is where the scientist in me gets very excited watching the water rise. Now as soon as that water starts to rise, start grinding. And no, I don't mean in that way. When all the water from the lower chamber has risen to the top, Add the coffee, quickly stir and wet all the grounds and start a timer if you have one. Allow to bloom for around 30 seconds and then give it another quick stir. Water should all be in the top and balancing. Temperature in the top can be checked, should be around about 90 to 92 degrees C. At 2 minutes 30 seconds, it's time to stop the fire. Remove the burner and give it a quick stir before it starts to draw down. The total brew time is about 3 to 3 minutes 15. And that's it. Enjoy your siphon or vac pot coffee. There's no more delicious way to enjoy your coffee than this, and I hope you enjoy our method. Hope you enjoyed this brew guide, and I hope you take time to watch some of the others that we've done. My name is Steve Layton, and do remember that life is too short for bad coffee. And I'm back. And I'm going to dive straight into the espresso. Now, for me, I've tried this before as espresso. The acidity is a little bit too high. So I get lots of the tropical fruit notes. I don't get so much sweetness. And it's a little bit thin. For some people, they love that. And for blending, I've got some really good ideas for this. 
uh, in the guest blends coming up because I think it can really add like a really acidic, like fruity sharp edge to it. A little bit of lemon peel as well in there. Delicious. Okay, into milk. The milk actually calms it down a little bit, and that's probably one of the nicest milk drinks I've had in a while. Um, I like that. That, that. that actually is good. Um, I would drink all of that. So, the acidity payoff has kind of worked a little bit in there because it's just come through, but as an espresso, it's just a tad too much for me. It's just just tiny bit too much. And my Sinclair C5 mug. I actually own two Sinclair C5s. I have no idea why. It's actually a good reason to not go on eBay when you've had a drink. Um, otherwise, you end up with two C5s. But Oh, there we go. Pineapple, peaches, apricot, fruit. Wow. It's just tropical city. It's just so zingy and so clean and a beautiful honey-like mouthfeel. And I'm getting a shoulder of raspberry. And it is just cutting through so much. Mmm. That's great coffee. Um, oh, big raspberries. Like, I didn't get it in either of these, but in there, it's just punching me in my face. I think it's absolutely delicious. I think this is a killer coffee. I think you, people are really going to enjoy this one, really going to like it. And, and, and I think you should. It's amazing. It's very, very good. So we should move on to the Pinboard of Doom. And this week we have a Pinboard of Doom from, uh, I think it's from Matty, Matty Glover. Um, uh, and this was taken by Chris, who you may have seen on our Chris's Vision of the Future. But Matty works at uh, Shrewsbury Coffee House. And thank you very much for the amazing picture. I like it a lot. And now it's time for Descriptor Scale. Descriptor scale. And descri descriptor scale for last week's was uh, we had one entry. You're still not doing it. You've got to tell me, do you want this to stay or not? But Seth, you put sweet chocolate and milky mouthfeel. It's like dunking milk chocolate digested biscuits into a glass of milk. And I agree and concur. And I loved the Brazil from last week. Brazils are great. Brazil's rock and roll and all the things that go with them. Um, and now it's time for the staff clip. So the staff clip this week is by Gaz. And Gaz is uh, part of our roasting team. Uh, and Gaz is a northern monkey. So come on, Gaz. Make us laugh. Gaz is Gaz. E-bag-gum. Has anybody seen my whippet? Anyway, time to make you laugh. Why did the chicken cross the road? To get away from the horse that was going to be put in the lasagne. Do you get it? The horse. Lasagne. Ooh, I wonder if that's where my whippet's gone. Gazzy's gas. Gaz doesn't know what lasagne is. Or lasagna. He, he's northern. He's never seen all of that foreign muck. Faggots, peas, dripping, bread. That's it. 
Thank you very much for that, guys. So, we should wrap up. Thank you very, very much, as always, for joining me. 223. They said it would never last. Episode 223. And for the 223rd time, life is too short for bad coffee.